Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Sagan and Avalon in Ontario, Canada, from Mom and Dad. Hello to Penny. And hello to Grayson, Landon, and Evelie from Salt Lake City, Utah. Happy belated birthday to Leo, who turned three on December 18th. Happy belated birthday to Shay in Sacramento, who turned eight on December 21st, the winter solstice. Mom loves you and says you will always be her shining light. And happy belated birthday to Cece from Iowa, who just turned eight, and hello to her snug cat, Hildy. Happy birthday to George M. from Utah, who is turning seven on December 26th. Happy birthday to Laurel Ann from Folsom, California, who is turning six on December 29th. Your mommy and daddy are so proud of you and love you to the moon and back. Happy birthday to Julia in Tampa, who has a birthday on December 29th. Your mom loves you and says you are so very special. You are a sky full of stars. Keep shining bright. Happy birthday to Banner Stanton, who lives in Oxford, Mississippi, who is turning seven on December 29th. Aunt Lizzie loves you very much. Happy birthday to Weslin, who is turning seven years old on December 30th. Mommy and Sissy love you so much. Happy birthday to Liv from Chicago, Illinois, who is turning six on December 31st. Mommy, Daddy, and Vera love you so much. Happy birthday to Emma. Teddy says he loves you so much and hopes you have a great day. You are the specialist mom on earth. And happy fourth birthday to Reese. We love you and are so proud of you. Love mama, daddy, and your sister Dottie and Cotton. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Shoutouts and birthday wishes are one way we give thanks to our supporters. If you would like to support us and receive more bedtime entertainment like this, all ad-free, please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org support. Thank you. It is bedtime, and Bernice and Papa Bear are both very full from all the delicious food they ate. Papa Bear yawns as he asks Bernice if she is ready for bed. She says yes, and asks for a story to help her sleep. Papa Bear makes sure everyone is comfortable and then starts. Boo Boo and Kai Kai help Ruin Cliff. It's that time, Papa, said Bernice. Time for me to go to bed, I think, yawned Papa. You can't go to bed yet. Why not? I think I ate so much today that my body is shutting down to digest my food, Bernice's papa said with droopy eyelids. Oh, papa, 
You aren't a machine, but you can keep going forever. Besides, I think you might have enough energy to do one last thing before you go to bed. Oh, and what would that last thing be, little bear? Papa Bear asked with a smile. Do you have enough energy to tell me a story? Bernice asked while peeping from under her blanket. I always have time and energy to tell you a story, Papa Bear said as he tucked her into bed. Did you get enough to eat today, little bear? I don't think I have ever eaten so much food in my whole life. And it was all super delicious, except for maybe the parsnips. I didn't like those as much, but everything else was yummy, yummy. Well, you tried the parsnips. It's good to try different foods. We are very lucky to have so much food to eat. Yeah, I think so, Papa. I really appreciate that you and Mama prepared so much food for us and that you let me eat more sweets than normal. We can all have big treats from time to time. I think we have treats almost every day, Papa. Ha <laughs> ha, yes, your Mama says I have a sweet tooth and might be getting bigger around my waist. But that's all muscle, right? Bernice said, smiling. Muscles for hugs. Ha <laughs> ha, you and Mama get lots of hugs, so I need that. We'll eat more vegetables and get more activity in the future. Maybe you can run with Mama, Bernice said. We'll see, little bear. Papa Bear didn't look so sure. Are you comfy and warm? Yes, Papa. How about Twigga, Wolfie, and Madeline? Are they ready for a story, too? Let me check. They say they are. And where is Cookie? Papa Bear asked. Just as Bernice was about to call her name, Cookie jumped up on the bed, made herself comfortable, and closed her eyes. I think she ate too much, too, Papa, Bernice whispered. I think so. Now, close your eyes, little bear, as I do my very best to tell you a story about bears and dragons. Love you, Papa, whispered Bernice. Love you too, little bear. Once upon a time, in a world full of magic and fun, there lived a brave little bear named Boo Boo. She lived in a large castle at the edge of a mystical forest. In this forest were unicorns, fairies, pixies, gnomes, and all manner of insects, birds, and animals. It was a wonderful place. Her best friend was a young dragon called Kai Kai, and they liked to play as much as they could. The kingdom they lived in was full of people who lived in the meadows, those who lived in the hills, and those who lived in the forest, and they all lived in harmony. On this day, Boo Boo and Kai Kai had made their way into the castle, where a feast was being held by Boo Boo's father. The castle was a magnificent structure of ancient stone and enchanted glass 
which stood majestically against the green of the surrounding forest. The dragons had their own feast high up in the mountains, but Kai Kai's parents didn't have a taste for sweets. So every festival since Boo Boo and Kai Kai became friends, he always joined Boo Boo for dessert. After eating, Boo Boo and Kai Kai lay down in the garden, just after Kai Kai had come close to crashing into the gardener's flower bed. He had attempted to fly up to the sky and failed. He had eaten too much. Oh, Kai Kai, I've eaten far too much today. My tummy feels like it's going to burst, Boo Boo said, after plopping down near a flowering bush, looking almost round after eating so much. I feel like I've swallowed a whole field of pumpkins, and they are still growing inside. Thank you for inviting me to eat dessert. My parents aren't that interested in chocolate and sweet treats in general. They don't know what they are missing. It's good you didn't crash into the garden when you tried to fly. You might have undone months of friendship with the gardener. Yeah, I was thinking that. When I eat that much, I find it hard to take off and land. This is the first time since we have become friends that you seem full. You usually have room for another round or six of treats. Well, I wouldn't turn down another round of fresh chocolate treats, Kai Kai laughed, but I might regret it later. Your appetite is limitless. Why do we do this to ourselves every festival, Boo Boo said laughing. Perhaps it's the magic of the feast. It enchants our senses and bewitches our bellies. I don't think your belly needs much bewitching, Boo Boo laughed. Thank you for helping distribute desserts to all the families. Every festival, my father makes sure that everyone in the kingdom has a great meal, since everyone participates in making the kingdom as great as it is. He likes to make sure everyone gets to celebrate. I'm just sorry I made that little unicorn cry. Ha <laughs> ha, your size can be intimidating. I thought it was my shiny green scales, Kai Kai laughed. As they were about to fall asleep and nap, a young pixie flew into the garden. Boo Boo and Kai Kai, you need to wake up. Your help may be needed. All the other dragons are high up in the mountains, and I don't know anyone who can speak as many languages as you, Boo Boo. Kai Kai opened one eye but didn't speak. It takes time for a dragon to wake up. Boo Boo got up off the ground, brushed herself off, and asked, What's wrong, little pixie? You seem upset. I have been told that a mysterious fog has descended over the town of Ruincliffe, dampening the town people's spirits. The fog seems magical, resistant to the usual spells and charms they use. Maybe if you could help them, they wouldn't be so glum and might have more fun. We would love to help, but I'm not sure how we can. I can speak their language, but I don't have magic I could use. 
We could deliver them some more treats to help brighten their day. Thank you. Anything might help. Do you think you can fly, Kai Kai? Boo Boo asked. I'll grab a large sack of treats, including some dragon candy, and we can fly off to visit and see how we can help. Ruin Cliff is a little isolated, so they might not have been able to get help yet on their own. Kai Kai quickly got up and shook off the grogginess he was feeling from eating too many sweet treats. I think a long flight would be great. That way I can work up an appetite, Kai Kai laughed. And besides, I am always keen to help. A short while later, Boo Boo, with the help of others, returned with a large sack of treats, and Boo Boo and Kai Kai took to the sky. As they flew, they both enjoyed the view of the valley leading to the town below them. The valley was nestled within towering mountains and looked almost untouched by creatures and peoples alike. Boo-Boo and Kai-Kai could see a river carve its way through the green meadows and forests below. The water reflected the sun's light, and they could see fish swimming when they looked hard enough. The beauty of the kingdom always amazes me. Thank you for showing me what it looks like from above, Kai-Kai, Boo-Boo said as she continued to look below. I think that is the town over there, Kai-Kai said. I hope they have some experience with dragons or they might be in for a fright. Look at all the fog around the town. It's remarkable. There isn't a large body of water for a day's journey from here and yet... Let's land by that old tree over there. Trees are always full of wisdom, as they have witnessed many things over the countless cycles they have been alive. Good idea. They landed at the clearing where the tree resided. The ancient tree was immense, her branches sprawling like a vast network of wise, old arms. Her leaves rustled gently as if she was talking to the wind. Boo-Boo approached her with respect. Old tree, we seek your wisdom. This town is shrouded in a mysterious fog. Do you know its origin? The old tree's branches swayed, and her voice, as old as time itself, filled the clearing. The fog is born from the hearts of the people. Their worries and their fears have given it life. To dispel the fog, you must bring back the light of hope and joy to their hearts. Kai Kai tilted his head, puzzled. But how do we bring back hope to those who have lost it? The old tree's leaves shimmered. Start by helping those in need. Small acts of kindness can ignite the spark of hope. Boo-Boo nodded. We will do as you say. Thank you. As they walked into the town, the fog seemed to hang heavier in the streets, dimming the vibrant colors of the market stalls and muffling the usual festivities. 
I don't understand how the townspeople could be so glum in a kingdom that has so much. Let's drop the satchel of treats here and have a walk around, Boo-Boo said. Their first encounter was with Old Man Thistle, the town's grumpiest resident, struggling to carry water from the well. Boo-Boo, with a gentle offer of help, surprised the old man. Using a gentle puff of smoke, Kai-Kai created a floating water container that followed Old Man Thistle back to his house. The cranky man couldn't help but crack a smile. Next, they stumbled upon a group of children, their usual play silenced by the fog. Boo-Boo, with her knowledge of their language, was able to captivate them with tales of far-off lands and brave bears. Kai-Kai conjured smoke shapes of the characters in Boo-Boo's stories. Laughter and cheers gradually replaced the silence. As they continued, they helped Mrs. Lavender, the baker, whose oven had grown cold. Kai-Kai gently rekindled the fire with his warm breath, and soon the scent of fresh bread and pastries wafted through the air, drawing people out of their homes. The fog seemed to lift a little with each act of kindness, and the town's spirit began to rekindle. The transformation was subtle, yet undeniable. People started to emerge from their homes, their faces brighter, their steps lighter. By the time the sun was about to set, Ruincliff was alive again with the sounds of laughter. The fog, now just a thin mist, was retreating, pushed back by the collective warmth of the town's renewed spirit. Boo-Boo and Kai-Kai, watching from the town square, handed out all the treats from the sack to the town's children, who now ran around with chocolate-covered faces. The town, now bathed in the soft glow of the setting sun, was coming alive again with the renewed spirit of the festival. As Boo-Boo and Kai-Kai stood in the town square, the mayor, with a beaming smile, thanked them for their kindness. We have always appreciated the kindness of your father, Boo-Boo, and the opportunities that the kingdom has provided. Sometimes, we let some of the realities of living here in this remote town affect our moods in ways that it shouldn't. This fog has been developing for months, and all it took was a few acts of kindness from you both to help remind us of the joys of the festival, he said. Children danced around Kai-Kai, their laughter echoing through the streets, while villagers shared the bread and treats Mrs. Lavender had baked and all the food that was sent by the king. The old stone fountain in the center of the square, dry for weeks, now bubbled with clear, sparkling water, as if celebrating the return of joy to the town. As the festival's bonfire was lit, casting a warm, inviting light, Boo-Boo and Kai-Kai knew it was time for them to return home. 
with a final wave to their new friends, Boo Boo and Kai Kai flew up into the night sky en route to Boo Boo's castle. Do you think there are any chocolate treats left? Kai Kai asked. I think I may have worked up an appetite. Ha ha ha. I think the chef keeps some in reserve just for you. And with that, Papa Bear gave Bernice a kiss on her forehead, adjusted her blanket, turned off her lamp, and quietly whispered, I love you, little bear. And that is the end of our story. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs>